0: Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well. Thank you for braving the white death to be here. Our whole, was there like a quarter of an inch or is it like 174 flakes on the ground? Thank you for being here. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, This is how we can encourage each other, uh, speak into each other's lives, find out what's going on. Thank you for joining us online. Uh, We're glad that you're a part of what we're doing as well. If you're out there, if you would like and share this, it just extends the reach, and that makes the message go farther and farther. So thanks for being online with us as well. This morning we're we're in a series called What If. What If, and today is about serving So the question, the what if, is what if we all served? What would happen if we all served? And we're going to be in Matthew chapter 14. So if you've got a Bible, you can find it on the Bible app as well. Um, Matthew chapter 14, uh, verses 14 through 21 is going to be the, the main crux of our text. But we've got to kind of back up just a little bit to kind of understand the context Of the text, so um, in the first part of chapter 14, uh, it says John the Baptist was was beheaded. John the Baptist was that that one in the wilderness crying, "Make straight the path for the Lord." He was setting up and announcing that Jesus was coming. He was also, and you may not have realized this, but he was also Jesus' cousin. He's family. And John was was beheaded. Um, Pick it up in verse 13. It says, when Jesus heard that this had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. In other words, Jesus needed a minute um, to to gather himself, to to focus and think, to recover, to grieve. And when the crowds heard of this, um, they followed him on foot from the town's and when, Jesus saw that, and when Jesus landed, he saw that large crowds uh, had gathered, he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. So Jesus trying to get a minute to recover is followed by people who wanted something. They wanted to be with Jesus. They wanted something from Jesus. They just wanted. And Jesus' compassion uh, overpowered him. And this is kind of a transitional uh, point in Jesus' interaction with his disciples. But there's lots of different things that uh, seem to help us see the beginning, the middle, the gaining speed. Well, this is one of those pivot points, because at, at, at this spot, um, uh, something comes up, and Jesus, Jesus shifts the focus from himself to his disciples. And so it says, um, seeing the crowds... Um, Gathered uh, Jesus, uh, he healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, uh, "This is a remote place, and it is already late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy some food." Hey, there's there's lots of people here. It's getting dark. Some of these people don't want to drive at night, <clears throat> right? Um, it, it, we we need to send them home. They're they're going to need to eat. And Jesus replied, "They don't need to go away." You give them something to eat. Transition. Coming to me for healing and teaching. And how about you solve this problem? How about you? So- what, if, what if you serve? I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but what if what if we serve? What would that look like? What what could we accomplish? What can we be a part of? You ever read in, in a book, like a Christian book, that um, you know, you're trying to stretch your faith or grow a little bit more knowledge about Scripture, and you're reading this story about this guy who did this thing, and he went to this place, and he had this experience, and you're reading that, and you're like, nothing like that ever happens to me. Oh. Anybody but me? Hey? You read that? It's like, oh, man, I want one of those. I want one of those. They don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Sometimes we don't have this really cool story. Sometimes we don't participate in this big thing that God is doing because we don't participate in this big thing that God is doing. Well, what if I changed that? What would it look like? John's gospel, uh, he tells the account of the same story and gives us a little detail, which is kind of cool. There's like 5,000 men plus women and children. So, you know, you do the math, you know, 15, 18, 20,000 people gathered. Apparently one Boy Scout in the group brought his lunch. (laughs) Of all these people, one kid comes with a meal and uh, they find this little guy and they bring him to Jesus. Now, here, here's, a, here's a, an opportunity to get in the game, to be a part of the story. So there, there are little pieces that are woven into this story that I want to make sure that you get, because this has application to our lives today, moment by moment, even. The, the first thing that happened is um, they said, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish they answered, and Jesus said, bring them to me. If you want to be a part of the Jesus story that's happening, this great work that God is about to do, you got to be willing to give what you have. Now, we don't know if this little boy said, here's my lunch, take it, or if they just pushed him. To Somehow they came up with this kid's lunch, right? <clears throat> he, they, they, they took what he had. Now, not in the form of stealing and stuff like that, but you know, if you want to be a part of the story that God is telling, if you want to be a part of the work that God is doing, what do you have to offer? You have to offer it to Jesus. What is that? Is it an ability? Is it a skill? Is it a passion? Is it a talent? Yes. Yes. It's that. It's all of those things. It's any of those things. It's one of them. He took it. And that's a, that's a hang-up for some of us. We kind of like our stuff, right? I have a friend who has all kinds of tools. All kinds of tools. And um, if you wanted to borrow one of the tools, that is fine. Absolutely fine. There's a sign-out sheet. <laughs> I kid you not. Sign-out sheet. You write your name and the date and the date you took the tool. Well, he knows where his tools are. He's more than welcome to, to share his tools. I have other friends who aren't so, they'll like, I'll bring my tools and I'll use them myself, but you can't have them. You'll break them. <clears throat> they know me. <clears throat> so uh, are you willing to bring what you've got? If you want to be in the, the story that, that God is telling, if you want to be a part of this thing that God is doing, are you willing to bring what you have? Well, I, I don't have all that much. You mean like five loaves and a couple of fish like that? That, it, that when you compare to 20,000 people, I mean, seriously, I mean, how small would you like rubbing crumbs off the top and passing around? Everybody gets a crumb. I mean, that probably won't even work. What I have is not going to be the answer to this problem. So I keep it and I hold it, and it's mine, and it's it's not enough for that, but it's plenty for me. That's what that kid could have said. Like, I'm not going to take my lunch. (laughs) It's plenty for me, but it can't possibly be the answer to the situation that I'm observing. But the little boy gave up his lunch. He gave it to the disciples, and they had five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, bring it to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. Now, Jesus, God in the flesh, gave us a pattern. When you receive something from someone else, you know what you're supposed to do next? You're supposed to bless it. Now, it's not like going to McDonald's and getting a Big Mac, an extra large fries, and a Diet Coke. and asking the Lord not to kill you with it, right? It's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you've probably seen it here. People uh, gathering at the cross before service and, and praying, or in the lobby before the crowds get here and our, our greeter team get together and talk and pray, or, or down the hall where our kids are, are being ministered to, that those people get together and they, and they pray and they ask God to take what they've got and bless it. When I talk to couples that are getting married, I tell them all the stories of, of what it's, it's like to be married and, and all the, the trials and the hardships and the blessings and the learning curve and all the stuff. And I say, why, why did you bring, why, why are you wanting to get married at church? I, I, that's where you do it, right? I mean, it's like church and rice and I don't know. And we have the conversation and it's kind of this story. It's this, when, when did you fall in love? I always ask them that and I'm like, oh, don't, a, don't, that, don't answer that out loud because <laughs> it might be two different answers and you're like, really, took that long? Um, <laughs> but you, know, you, you fall in love and so I'm like, so are you, are you in love? Oh, yeah. I mean really in love. Oh, we're we're in love. I mean like I mean like interlocking fingers in love. Are you really really in love? Yeah, that's why we're getting married. Awesome. So you already have something. You're bringing it to Jesus to ask him to bless it. Right? That's what this is about. If you want to be a part of the story God's telling, if you want to be a part of the thing God's doing, you bring what you have to Jesus. You don't size it up and figure that it's obviously not enough. You just bring what you have to Jesus and he blesses it. And we're okay with that. As a matter of fact, when we bring it, we're just a little bit nervous and then he gets it and he blesses it. We kind of like that. This is nice. And then we keep reading. He gave it to the, uh, he, he, he took the, the loaves and looking up to heaven, he uh, gave thanks and, and then he broke it. He broke the loaves. I wonder what that little boy thought. Uh, you know, standing around watching all this is going on. It's like, that was my lunch. You just, sometimes we're not a part of the story. Sometimes we don't stick around to be a part of the story because we don't like what Jesus is doing with what we gave him. No, no no, 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 We didn't want that to be a part of what was happening. One of our men's groups, um, Bible studies we did uh, a, a few months back, it said, God is not so concerned with our current happiness, but our eventual holiness. God's doing this thing. Bible theologians, scholars call it sanctification. It's this process that we're going through of stripping off the old and putting on the new. And it's this work that thank the Lord, he does for us through his spirit and his word. And as we go through that process, it sometimes is painful. Sometimes Jesus has to break off the corners and, and, and round off the edges and, 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 you know, as iron sharpens iron. You ever seen that happen? I mean, there's sparks and chips flying and it's just, it's loud and it's noisy. And it makes for a sharp tool. Well, he took the, the, the offering that this little boy had he, he raised it up to heaven and gave thanks, and he broke it. Then he gave it to the disciples, and the disciples gave it to the people. This is kind of a cool thing. They're being a part of this story that Jesus is doing. They're walking out with these people, and they keep coming back, and I would love to see the video of this when we get to heaven because I'm like, was it in a basket? And Jesus is going, wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. <laughs> I, 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 I would. That's just going to be one of those cool things. But there was enough. And so they ate and they all got a bite. No. They ate and were satisfied. Do you, do you see what's happening here? Because if you just read through scripture to get to the end of the chapter and get the check mark, you're going to miss most of it. Do you see what's happening here? This little boy who had the little lunch that couldn't possibly begin to put a dent in the problem. Watch 20,000 people be satisfied. Jesus took this thing that I had, he blessed it and he broke it, and he made it more. He made it more than enough. So what would it look like if we served? Now, in this space, not too long ago, we gathered with a lot of our volunteers. There were some that were missing, but a lot of our volunteers. So that we got, that's plenty. That's all we need. No, there's room for more. There, we are a church who makes disciples that make disciples. And so if you're going to join our greeters team, you know, one of, your, one of your first things you need to do is help somebody else be a greeter and then welcome people but you're going to partner with other people so that you can be a part of this thing that God is doing. You're going to bring what you've got and you're going to give it to Jesus. You're going to trust him. You're going to ask for that blessing. You're going to know that it's going to be a process and that he's going to work out the bugs and he's going to make what you brought enough. And they were satisfied because he'll take it, he'll bless it, he'll break it and he'll use it. We're looking for fulfillment. We're looking to to find this thing that will make us feel like we have purpose. And there are people out there who will say, follow your heart. They're idiots. Okay? Don't follow your heart. The Bible talks about the condition of our heart, and they said it's utterly wicked. Okay? Don't follow your heart. Follow Jesus. Look at what his his word has to say. You'll find your purpose when when you come and follow Jesus, when you're being changed by Jesus, when you find yourself committed to the mission of Jesus. You'll find fulfillment in that. It's not just a catchy, cool logo. It's the story of what God has invited us to. And you you want to be fulfilled? (laughs) I can show you lots of people. I have friends in Haiti that on the world, Haiti is the third poorest country in the world. It's the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. And you know what? If I got some bad disease and I needed somebody to pray for me, I would be getting a message to Denny in Haiti. He makes about $1,500 a year. And he's working hard, and he's getting his kids to university, college. He wants them to get an education. And that man knows how to pray. He, he knows God's word. It's on the inside, and it's changing who he is. So you take what you have, even when it seems like it's obviously not enough. You bring it to Jesus. He'll take it. He'll bless it. He'll break it. He'll make it enough more than enough. Right now, we have uh, needs in our, in our church. There are spaces where you could come and serve some of our top needs. Uh, Mike did a survey with, with some of our folks in a nursery preschool. They need uh, workers in the nursery at 11 o'clock. For those of you who connect, can't connect the dots, you could be holding babies instead of listening to me. <laughs> <clears throat> Elementary, they need small group leaders and helpers and tech team and children's check-in. Uh, last week, we got to watch um, somebody from the fourth grade, Sunday, uh, a, a small group, baptize one of the girls in her, in her group. I think she's sold out. <laughs> she's probably going to want to work at kids from now on. Uh, I, the observer team that I'm a part of, who we kind of walk around and make sure things are safe. We need people to help us with that, 9, 30, and eleven. Uh, Kelly DeWine is probably standing in the hall with a shovel because of the white death he's protecting us from. He could probably use somebody to grab another shovel. Our greeter team. Jared, you you need any help out there? More people to shake hands? Always place for more. Maybe you have musical abilities. Anybody play drums? (laughs) We're looking for a drummer. Uh, There's room for you. To take what you've got and give it to Jesus, and let him make it enough, but my question is, will you That's it. will you? We remember every week what Jesus has done for us, and sometimes i I have friends in, in different denominations, different types of churches that, that ask, yeah, doesn't it get old taking communion every week? I mean, it just kind of wrote, it's a thing that you do because it's that part of the service. And I'm like, yeah, it, it can. And that's the Sunday that I don't take it. What? <laughs> yeah. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me, said Jesus. And so we stop and we remember what he's done for us. His willingness to take whatever we've got and love it and bless it and make it look like Him and make it be part of the answer to the world's problems. He he gives us the opportunity to be used. And he, He became the solution to our problem on a cross. After a perfect life, That was challenged in the ways that you and I were. And that spotless, sinless Lamb of God laid down his life. And he was beaten, we'd like to say, by evil men. And they were really probably like us. And he gave up his body so that he could buy us back. And we remember The Old Testament, we find that without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. In the Old Testament sacrifices, it didn't really forgive the sins. It just kind of pushed them ahead and pushed them ahead, like kicking the can down the road. Didn't solve anything. It just kicked the can down the road until the sinless, spotless Son of God took our place and i just took our place he took our sins upon him and through the shedding of blood he bought our forgiveness and we remember it feels like the only right response to that kind of love, is to say, use me. I want to be a part. Some of you right now are saying, I I don't know what I could contribute. I don't know what I could do. You could do something. Will you? I'm going to pray. We're going to sing. And after services, I'm going to be right over here. And if you don't know what it is you could do with what you have, we'll start the conversation. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for giving us so much. Thank you, Father, for the love that could cleanse us from our sins, that would buy us into your family, that would make our standing before you a holy God. Acceptable through Jesus who covers us. And so right now, God, challenge hearts. Challenge bad thinking. Help us to get over what we can't do and bring you what we can. Because, God, we believe you can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. And so we ask today in Jesus' name. Amen.